0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in
1: auto detailing. Welcome to the community.
2: Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's the boys. This is the community pub. I am drinking tonight a beer that I've seen around quite a bit. I just have never grabbed it. Why did I grab it tonight? I still don't know. I just saw the red can. I saw the evil face, and I go, why the hell not? Made me think of Dustin, I guess. Arrogant Bastard Ale. Oh, God. There we go. I don't know. Never have had it. It's a brewery uh, out of California and Richmond, Virginia, uh, brewed and canned by Arrogant. consortia whatever well they got kind of arrogant with their name i'll tell you that much i can't even pronounce it all right so looking forward to trying it and uh don't worry dustin we don't think of you that way at all at (laughs) all we think if you like the other beer that has bastard in it and that's a dirty bastard that's a that's the way we're No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just. Kidding. We'll take it either way. Yeah, you'll take it either way. We did want to give you a good old, you know, round of applause for the amount of uh, the amount of crap you take on these pubs and you keep coming back, man. I, I tell you what, it's just something about. We just wish your Dodges would just keep coming back like you do. You know, that's all we yeah, gotta say. Yeah, well,
1: they do keep coming back. They keep coming back to my shop. <laughs> I, I swear, between Dodges and Subarus, they keep me in business. Subaru is the vehicle of West Virginia.
2: That's crazy. It really is. <laughs> it it is. It seems crazy, though. It seems crazy. All right, so let's go through around. What are we drinking? And then what's been uh, our kind of OCD itch? Mine? Mine's definitely been coming out a lot more because as we got out of the cold, right, everybody's got dirty cars, but we got into the rain, right? So it just seems like Right. Every time I'm ready, because you just see the dirt, you see everything. You go, I got to wash it. Right. I got to get it cleaned up. For me, I keep washing and recleaning cars like every couple days because I just can't stand it. And I go, even though I know I'm about to drive out, it's going to get dirty again. It's my glass. Right. So it's not so much the car always. It's really about when I'm sitting down and I'm looking out my glass, which is by when I've said, right, if I go on a trip and I get somewhere, I've got to get our bug or get eco green, eco one and start wiping off all the bugs off the windshield or whatever. Like I have to always look out of my glass and see that's, that's my OCD. So I'm drinking tonight to arrogant bastard. And my OCD is I've always got to be looking out clean, fresh glass always. All right, Dustin
1: yep tonight we're drinking uh couch fire again just can't can't get away from it man
2: love this oh, yeah. beer. Uh, this is the worst beer i've ever uh, had uh, in my like, two uh, years uh, holy uh, shit i did not I mean to cut face. you off dustin but i just about threw up in my mouth it's, this is disgusting it's not a, yeah I wasn't, I wasn't
1: i wasn't gonna tell you neither um, was i yeah that that beer sucks dude that that does, it's nice. fucking terrible. So uh, go to your fridge, grab your Bush Latte. <laughs> I'm telling you. We'll get this show on the road.
2: Negative Margarita. on the Bush Latte, negative on the Bush Latte. But I will go to the fridge while you tell us about your <laughs> yeah. OCD. You baby.
1: Yeah, so tonight we're drinking Couch Fire American Ale. This is the best beer that I have ever drank. That's why I'm like four weeks in a row on this puppy. I uh, can't get enough of them my ocd is now that i think we've made it through winter time we're seeing warmer weather here in february i'll take it it's when you wash the vehicle and somehow even though it doesn't snow a couple days in your vehicle just looks covered in salt it's the roads that takes months of rain to wash the salt away even though we're not getting any snow maybe in April we'll get to be able to enjoy a nice clean vehicle for more than three days.
2: Hmm. Maybe. Drives maybe nuts. Hmm. All right, Dale, what are you sipping on, man? And what's your OCD? Uh, going back to an old, old standard, old Dos Equis. Ooh, I like it. You ever do like, if you're at a Mexican restaurant, do you ever get the Dos Equis and get the dirty rim where they put like that, that chili powder and then they put the lime juice and they put the lime little and they, you know, they'll, to do that but it's a dirty so it's got like that i don't know some uh some like spicy season you ever do that i've tried that sometime i have to try that sometime yeah that is good do you ever just do like salt and lime on the rim yeah
3: done that. Yeah,
2: done yeah yeah that. definitely do that definitely do that dos Henkes is definitely one of those longtime favorites of most people it's good beer Grab we, we have a 12 pack every now
3: and then
2: and go for it cool all right what's your ocd I'm on board
3: with you, dude. Um, glass, glass man, probably windshield wipers more than anything else. I hate smeary ass windshield wipers. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. And, and we just went from Virginia down to uh, Orlando for MTE. And I'm telling you, from the time we left the Virginia state line to the parking lot in Orlando, it rained. God, they you know, 12, 13 hours straight rain was absolutely horrible. And just for the record, wipers on a new Tesla suck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what for what for i don't know you would have thought they'd got wipers picked out after all that technology but
3: i'm so glad we put a coating of uh hyper glass on it before we left that helped a
2: lot yeah shoots it right off doesn't it yeah i've been enjoying it too uh i have to right if i got an ocd on glass you bet i had HyperClean glass on mine uh and then regularly you know re-adding slick or something to keep it on Listen, I love spray coat on windshields too, right? If I don't have the ceramic coating on, I'll throw a spray coat on a windshield, and it does great. All right, Derek, what about you, man? What are you sipping on tonight?
4: Uh, so we got a, an American pale ale from Tom River Brewing Company, and this stuff is got uh, like milk sugar in it. It's got coconut. It's got some kind of HBC four seven two hop that they experimental it's hop. Milk they, sugar. Lactose? Uh, it's lactose, but they it literally just says milk sugar on here. But it, when they said coconut, I don't like coconuts. So when I heard that, I was like, it's going to be terrible. This is really good. It does not taste There's like not coconuts. Yeah. I don't
3: know.
2: I
4: just, I, just, uh, I don't know if it's a little co- like coconut, little when people cut them up. They're all tiny. like, ah, oh, ah, get that away from me.
2: So. so you don't ever drink coconut water? Literally, one of the best things if you're drinking a lot, you, we keep, we buy them at Sam's. Uh, you can buy just those little containers or you can little buy bigger ones absolutely one of the best if you've been drinking a lot or if you're hung over the next day or just dehydrated coconut water is so great at rehydrating your body yeah
4: you know i don't know if it's the brand that my parents used to get but it tasted like dirt so i just couldn't do it but some of them do taste a little better but i've i've tried it before I was like oh man this could be so good and i'm like oh it's terrible so mm-hmm. but uh my ocd lately has been i don't know about you guys but if a little bit of dirt starts getting on my, or dust starts getting on my dash, even when I'm driving, I'll have to, I'll, if I see it, I'll, I'll just keep looking at it and keep looking at it. And I'll, if I don't have anything to spray, I'll reach over with my whole hand and kind of just wipe the dash off and pull the window down. And my wife's like, can't you just wait until we get there? And I'm like, no, it's bothering me. So I don't, I keep a bottle of Revive in like my cup holder in the back and I'll spray it with a towel and she's like, "Look not you know you're driving? And I'm just like, it's just bothering me, but. That's been my thing lately, and I was going to say windows, too, because I literally just came my windows tonight when I got home from work. So it was pissing me off, because I got the same thing like Dustin just said. There's some place near me that's got all this damn salt, and I came out today. I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even, like, damn, but the dash has been killing me lately.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. What's going on up in uh, in Shawshank world? What's happening in Syracuse?
0: Drinking uh, for the second week in a row here this calm like a bomb imperial stout that ten percenter. it's pretty damn good it's got chocolate peanuts vanilla bean it's really good Mm. um and as far as like oh my ocd you guys kind of took both of them i'm with glass but definitely derek man i can't i got a rag in my car at all times and (laughs) sometimes i'll use my winter hat and my wife laughs at me because yes. I can't stand the dust, so I like hit the dash and I'm like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, man.
4: I just can't do it. I'm like, please, this has got to go. And she's like, just
0: wait till we get there. I'm like, hell no, someone's gonna see. Real quick, can can I ask the community why did everyone know that beer was so horrible and didn't help Marty out? You just watched. I, just I was about letting it. that
2: slide, man. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I was letting that slide, and but since you brought it up. I'm definitely Marty. giving these two guys some shit from now on. Marty, right. and, they left me, me and, out to dry. Me
4: and Dustin have said, I think somebody said, it when we were talking about that dirty bastard, I said, don't get that arrogant bastard. It's not good. Like that stuff is rough. When you get a chance okay. Marty, read, the, read the can, read the, what the can says. You're going to laugh.
2: Okay. Well, I won't do it now, but yeah. I will hear in a second. It's weird. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think of it more of like a brown ale, because you taste a little bit of that dirtiness to it, but then it's, it's got this twang, and it's like a bitter twang that tastes like dirt drinking yes. coffee. I, it's, it's not,
3: it's it's not bad. Bad. I'm
2: trying right, to call, chug it down just because, you know, it is what it is. I just want to chug it down so I can move on to the next
4: one. Me and my buddies call that stuff arsenic juice. It's so bad. Oh,
2: brutal. But you're right, Brandon. I appreciate you giving them crap about that. All right, Cooking with Nick. What's on the menu tonight? What are you sipping on? And what are you OCD about? I want to figure out how to make sushi. Okay.
5: I've made it before, but it's been a minute. So I've got some crispy shrimp going in the air fryer. I've got some fruits. I've got dragon fruit. I've got mango. I've got scallions, habanero, and i got some salmon. And I got a bunch of rice going. So I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna make sushi. Um yeah. Sipping on rum and coke. First drink in a couple weeks, but hey, it's good. Solid choice. Got it light. Um O C D wise, just not cleaning your vehicle count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just letting it ride because it rains like once like once a week here and I'm too lazy because I'm at work. But are yeah, nah. O
2: C D about not being clean, absolutely. I'll say
5: I'll take that back.
2: I'll say um,
5: sense. If I can't like, I've been playing around with like the the car odor, like mm-hmm. odor sprays lately. Mm-hmm. If I can't smell it, I want to smell it. I just bought the thing of spray every time we get in the car. <laughs> spray it in the Definitely. passenger floorboard or behind the seat. Yep,
2: I'm with you because there's some there's some cars and that's what's cool when people bring cars your, your new car or regular car. They're just the, the scents that people have inside the vehicle, whether it's a planned scent or just the yeah. scent naturally that uh, is coming out of that vehicle usually uh, does have its unique taste on it. All right. So I'm curious about this because we all have, uh, we've all had some favorite things we've done recently, but what's been your favorite detail recently? You know, like what was it and why? Right. For me, it was the grand Wagoneer that I did, oh, I don't know, a couple months ago or so. And it was, it was my favorite to do a, because of the grand Wagoneer, right? Like what it meant to me of, of having the Wagoneer here, having the new one, but, you know, also I actually got a lot of, uh, well, satisfaction out of it and enjoyment that the customer was telling me about, they had called around to some other places, but they couldn't believe how proud those people were. And they really enjoyed, and this this lady really enjoyed our upfront pricing, enjoyed our regular pricing that we constantly have had, and not tried to gouge her for having a brand new vehicle, and uh, she paid very well and tipped very well, and I was really part of one of my favorite parts of it, right? Like It wasn't just that it was a Grand Wagoneer, but I just go, yeah, it's a way to run a business, right? I made tons of money. She was happy as can be, and- she didn't want to pay all these ridiculous high prices and things that she didn't really think she needed. So, very successful for me and enjoyable. Dustin?
3: Uh, sorry, I was muted. Not well, we noticed attention. that, jeez. <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh, we're talking what our favorite detail is. So, um
2: No, recently, right? Like, you probably have had, besides the the Dodges that keep coming back, or maybe it was a Dodge. I don't know. Like, you've probably had a recent detail that you go get. That was was fucking awesome. I enjoyed that.
1: So, we had a, it was a green Honda Pilot come in yesterday, and the thing looked black when it showed up. Just gnarly swirls. The interior really needed some work, too. Um, And the customer came straight to us and said, hey, I think it needs your stage one paint correction service and the interior detail done. Just super easy start to finish. And this was one of those paints that worked. It corrected so nice and just came out almost flawless. And it really brought the gloss back to the thing. I mean, it just looked oxidized. just didn't look good. And with ease, we weren't fighting the paint. Everything was smooth start to finish with this vehicle, and uh, we finished it up yesterday at six o'clock. And when I came in this morning, I flipped on the lights, and I just had that feeling of wow, this vehicle is night and day difference, and I cannot wait until the customer sees it. Yes, um, there you go. So, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so from the phone call, like, hey, your vehicle's done. Uh, it'll be ready for you to pick up at this time. I cannot wait for you to see it. And then when he showed up, he was thrilled with the outcome. Um, there, there's a few other things that I would have liked to do to it, like a trim restore service, but he wasn't wanting to do that right now. But overall, just an incredible time working on the vehicle, and it came out way better than I ever expected it to.
2: Cool. Nice one. Nice one. Dale?
3: I had to look it up and see a couple of weeks ago. We did a 05 Bentley Arnage. And this car only had 46,000 miles on it. Um, super clean, old guy had it, passed away. Actually one of our neighbors in the commerce park where we are, uh, bought the car for a steal. And uh, did a simple one step on it, threw a coat of Udo on it, it came out fantastic. I was impressed. I had a little bar in the back, little fold downs on the uh, back of the front seats to to put your you know your martini on.
2: And <laughs> was- That's cool. That's cool. Nice one. Good one, Derek.
4: Um, that actually, you know what it was? I and I hate to bring it up again, but it was a Dodge Ram. I got to do I got to do a Ram Rebel, and. The, it was all white it was a nice car i've been trying to get this guy to do it he used to own a mustang and he just he bought a ram and when car prices went crazy instead of um you know releasing a car he just bought it out um and he loves he loves that thing got this big ass truck and he just chose a jet ski nothing big with it but um i think my favorite part and i i called you about it marty was when he came up, he was telling me how great the truck was and then proceeded to tell me all the weird things, problems that he's having with it. And it's like, and none of it was his fault. He said, mechanically, the truck was great. Nothing with the engine, nothing with the transmission. It was just like random stuff. Like uh, where the third brake light is, it leaked and water got all over his seats and stuff. And then he was showing me that like on the seats, there's like a the tread pattern that's supposed to be the stock wheels that come on the truck and stuff. And and I'm just like he said. One of the mirrors didn't work anymore, and I'm just like, dang, I'm smiling the whole time, like, "Oh man, it sucks," but I was like, "I gotta text Marty about this," but otherwise, <laughs> it was a it was a nice truck. Like, I like that the pieces of it. The- yeah, that's
2: that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Brandon, what's been uh, your favorite uh, up there in Syracuse? What's been your favorite uh, detail recently?
0: Um, I had a really good experience with a 2023. 2023- Porsche 911 Turbo S I just did. I first got paid by the dealer to prep it because my client specifically asked me to do it. Then it went to the local best PPF guy, got installed, went on a truck to my place and I got to put a tray on it. And it's gorgeous, all black. And then the interior, I coated the leather. It's red with black. Um, I protected the touchscreen in that car. And then not... I also got to drive it to the client's house. He didn't trust uh, anyone else to take it. He didn't want to wait for the tow truck. So I got to drive it to his house, which was really cool. And then I met the local PPF guy and we had a long conversation. He's interested in some wipe and some uh, cleanse. So it kind of one little car branched off into a lot of different things. So Yeah.
2: You really can sell it. them some product. I love yeah. it, man. That would be a, a good recent one. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cooking with Nick.
5: I've got to go with my own car because I've not had the ability to detail much recently. Um, I've been training at Tesla to become a service advisor, so they've temporarily kind of kicked me out of the uh, the detail and prep team role, um, but I did mine um, uh, You know, a few weeks ago. It was able to take the wheels off. The wheels didn't exactly come out as planned as we discussed a few weeks ago because <laughs> um, of a, a certain chemical. But um, getting to just spend, you know, a good day on the car and just kind of zone in and just focus on on it and not really have to worry about anything. It's all, you know, lovely chemicals and the lovely work, you know, um, place I was detailing it at it was just a really fun experience where I could just slow down and just have fun with it. And that's what it's all about to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. As long as you get to join. It. And that's interesting about uh, congrats on the, the next step for you and your journey uh, there at Tesla. Uh, we have multiple detailers that journey over into service writing. I think that is a next step in many people. And I think detailers do really good job in service writing they're personable which is a big thing you have to do you have to be able to put out fires which we generally do and you got to be quote unquote detailed right you got to be thorough with what you're talking about thorough with what you're doing so i think you'll do well the the detailers locally here that i know that have journeyed from uh you know working as a detailer and then still working at the dealership but moving up into the dealership, they uh, they journey over into service riding. And they've had very good success. We had a guy come through this uh, this last week. Vu Nick remembers that one as he came through. He's a service rider, but used to be a detailer. Now he's he's gone from Toyota to now he's at a Chevy store. But uh, service riding is a good you used to do that too. Uh, Brandon Shaw was pointing out so. Cool, man. Uh, congratulations. Wish you all the best in your next little journey. Um, all right, Mr. Walters, is it the uh, the stick shift that's in your your bay now, or what's no. been the most uh, fun recent detail?
6: Uh, probably that Porsche 9, 930 turbo uh, slant nose, which I think there was only like 37 of them made ever. It reminded me why I don't do restoration work anymore uh because it was <laughs> it was a lot of work but they just did a big unveiling here uh because it's so rare a uh, bunch of Porsche people and yeah it was it was a fun detail but um also it can remind you what you like to do and what not, what you don't like to do anymore which is also kind of educational but yeah I got a we'll share it in the group I got a pretty rare stick shift uh brand new car with 21 miles that showed up at my shop today so we'll share a little bit more of that in the group as as we start working on it
2: yeah it's the stick shift part right like it's still crazy that he that he showed us. to me. i was like wow i didn't know that i'd ever see one of those with a stick shift so that's pretty cool all right brandon from tim's what has been your favorite detail recently you know what was it what'd you do why
1: uh i favorite
0: um i mean, this is this f-450 i did a ceramic coating on uh not too long ago it was a it was a big son bitch but it's a <laughs> it was
1: it out really good <laughs>
2: yeah well, i could imagine yeah Ooh, that would be a big old beast dustin you just had a big old dually come through right or you were quoting it on the dually or something right that was a big old beast too
1: no, yeah. So this is uh, this is one of those customers that you never know what he's gonna drop off. Um, <laughs> I-, I swear, dude, you never know. And it's just like, hey, man, I-, I got this truck, and I knew exactly what it was when I got the text message of, well, I want to wait until the roads are dry to drop it off. And I was like, aha, I, I see. Because last year he showed up with an OBS Ford seven three with no miles on it from out west and uh i don't know what he does with them i'd imagine they're sitting in a warehouse uh, part of his collection but uh pretty cool i'm pumped to work on this thing really excited
2: yeah you should be all right so here's uh here's let's talk about process in a sense here and talk about what you guys do because Right. There's uh we've had some recent conversations lately with some content creators and people that make videos and do things, and you start watching other other people the way they use towels and the way they use things, and you go, you know what? You know, there actually is a process in a sense to how we use towels, what towels we like, things that we like about towels. You can you can find some people that put out and I say some and I mean very some, but I have seen a few where they're just grabbing a towel and they're wiping it. Right. And it's a you could tell it's some random, small, like 12 by 12, probably what, like 30 GSM. Right. Like we've all experienced those. Yeah. right? They're, they're horrible towels. And then you you see some like we always try and talk about in videos or everything how to fold your towel. Right. Make sure you fold it this way. You know, we're using a certain quality of towel. So it does differ between people most, right? Most inside of those who consider ourselves auto detailers, you know, and that that's a wide variety of people, right? People that are passionate about cleaning their own cars and people that uh, purposefully do it for business goes both ways. Either way you still have a thing about towels. You have a specific towel you like. You like doing a certain thing with that towel. And you probably, as we mentioned a second ago, you have something that's OCD about the way you handle towels. So, all right, Dustin, Dustin, Dale, then we'll go over to, we put the list down there, Derek, and we'll move on. But let's talk about towels for a second, Dustin. Kind of what are your general towels that you like to use You know, and guys, it's not so much the name brand. It's just more of like this style of towel and what I use it for. So, for instance, you know, I, I love that traditional 16 by 16, just that regular microfiber towel that's been that a traditional for like 20 years. Right. For us, we call it the workaholic. And I love it, especially that it's black because, well, it doesn't show all the stuff that a yellow towel that we found at some places or blue towels or orange towels. I love that black workaholic towel for most everything I do when it comes to like finishing and wiping and our workaholic or some type of plush that that plush before we had the workaholic I used a, a real long plush towel for my final step wiping I've always liked to do something like that and then I lastly my towel that I always have to have now is our perfect glass towel but Before, I always had to have a specific towel that I only used on glass. So those were kind of like the three main towels that I always have had to have. Um, So, Dustin, what about you, man? What, What are your main type of towels that you like to use? And then walk us through what you do with them.
1: Yeah, so uh, one of my favorites, just like you, I like a 16 by 16, um, somewhere a 320 to a 350 GSM is probably one of my favorite paint towels now for if we're using like a product like Eco One to do a wipe down or something like that. I uh, really like that pile plush towel. Um, so those are more or less our go-to towels. And then we got some dedicated window towels too so uh yeah we don't we don't get too crazy but i do think a quality microfiber towel goes a long way like the biggest mistake i see some detailers make is they buy the cheapest garbage towels and you wash them one time and they're toast Yeah. Uh, versus investing into some good towels and if you wash them correctly they'll last you quite some time but yeah i'm with you that 16 by 16 is the the perfect size towel in my opinion um you know folded in your squares you gotta have it folded properly and uh ma- makes so you're a breeze. folder
2: guy too yeah i yeah, would say yeah, probably was, all of us on this phone call will be a folding towel type of person and most of the people that are listening if not 100 of the people that listen to these episodes are probably a folder but if you see a random ad that comes across your feed and you go, oh, that's that brand that always markets to us. And there's certain brands that always – you'll see some of these people that will just grab a towel, and it's that jinkity, and they're just rubbing, and you're just like, oh, good. They spray and rub, spray and rub. And it's like, ah, oh, oh.
1: Just crumbled up, man. Just, yeah. Just rolled up in the head. It's brutal. It's brutal. Right? brutal. I, I seen Cameron dry in a window today, and I'm like – and I look up oh, – Uh, Just driving me insane, and I'm like, dude, we got dedicated window towels. He's like, yeah, I got one. (laughs) that is true. If
2: it is a rookie or somebody that's never really cleaned before, they almost always just grab the towel and just start. Yeah, but yeah, but he's not. So
1: it kind of like boggled my mind. He was like, don't don't worry about it. I was like, all right, I'm stepping away. Just whatever.
2: okay okay all right dale what about you um same thing man
3: uh 16 by 16 i like my low pile uh yeah 350 um kind of funny i i, I love the edgeless towels um the stitching around the edges always scares the daylights out of me um i don't know if I goes back to the paint shop I, I swear i remember scratching paint one time because of that um and then final white love a good plush towel the plusher the better. Um, works out really well um, and Jesus man the uh, the perfect glass towel you guys have absolutely amazing I love that son of a gun I used to I've said it before I'll say it again I used to hate doing glass but between HyperClean's glass cleaner and that towel and I'll go back over one more time with a nice um, clean plush towel dude I'll, I'll go against anybody on glass today buddy
2: yeah that's awesome it is strange right it is strange that Every time somebody uses you, you hate to get a hard on about glass cleaner until you use the glass cleaner. You go, God damn! I got a little bit of a chubby going. Like it's crazy. (laughs) It really is. I hated
3: glass. I would rather have a root canal and a colonoscopy at the same time. Oh God, that's pretty bad. I'm telling you, I you do not know how bad I used to hate glass, but I'll, I'll jump on anything now. I got no problem. I got the arsenal, Jack.
2: Why do you like the 16 by 16 besides where you said you think that maybe you scratched a car with, with an edge of a towel? What is, is that? The only reason or is there something else that you just find that you just like that edgeless style? Cause I myself, and the reason why I ask, I myself have never really, I've, I've never gotten into the edgeless stuff. I just never have really enjoyed it. I've always just enjoyed that same towel that I, I, I use. So I'm curious why, what is, what is it? Well, I, I'm
3: an older guy my hands don't work as good as they used to and a 12 by 12 just feels too small and, and i've got little hands anyway but uh it's just something about taking that that 16 16 folding it in quarters and it just it, it just works for me
2: okay oh i appreciate it man appreciate it all right let's see Derek. what about you man
4: so i actually try to stick color use color so typically my interior towels are all going to be yellow and then if i'm going to do anything with paint it's going to be a blue towel
2: all right so you have multiple yellow interior towels or every interior towel or like you have one towel that's yellow
4: i usually i usually have try to have one towel that's yellow um a lot of times what ends up happening is um, the coating towels that i use i'll downgrade those into interior towels so i do have some blue ones kind of running in the mix but it's just easier, especially when I have, like, if my wife's with me and my brother's with me, I'll just, and he's like, what towel is it? I go, just grab a yellow towel. And I don't have any nice fluffy towels as yellow towels, like, for a wipe us off. So if, if, if a company comes to me and goes, oh, how about this towel? I go, well, if you don't make it in blue, then I don't, I'm good. Like, because I just, I don't want to have a red towel and a silver towel. Like, I just, I try to have, like, my blue towels just for paint and for a compound wipe off or final wipes and stuff. Um I'm like, oh, guys, 16 by 16. That's why when I first picked up the versatile. That was a little weird because it's not exactly a sixteen by sixteen, but it's still fine. Like I, I'm used to it now because I've been using it quite a bit now. But I'm just used to the normal sixteen by sixteen. I even got a, a towel from a drying company, um, not drying company, drying towel, where um, instead of it being the normal, I think twenty by twenty-four is like with the like the twist weave. It's like a, more of like a big rectangle. And I was like, what the hell? Like I'm just so used to it. But um, I try to color code it just so it's easier for me to visually see the towels real quick because I like to I don't have like a two big bags of towels I'll usually have and I've got my dirty bag and my clean bag so but color coding for me seems to be the easiest way
2: uh, yeah that that is cool I'm glad you mentioned that um so it, it does make sense to where if you're training somebody or you have people that are coming over you can always just go yeah yellow towel blue towel instead of trying to explain, most people aren't gonna know sixteen by sixteen. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, what?" Like, you know, they're not gonna know the thick plush one, but they'll know blue. They'll know, yeah. you know, black. Yeah, good call.
4: I'm, I mean, I've even seen it where uh, I went to a shop and uh, they, one of the new guys, were they were doing a coating removal and they just said, "Oh, grab a blue towel." And this, you know, this dude grab this like we were talking about this little chip chinty little cheap towels and he's trying to wipe the coating off and i'm just like whoa whoa no bro no this this towel and he's just like oh that blue towel so because they use like the lower pile ones which are the so you can grab the transfer solution a little bit better and it just I was like, guys if you just had different color towels it'd be a little bit easier for someone to like new to coming in to figure out which towel to use
2: yeah agreed good call all right brandon yeah i'm uh
0: I definitely like the about 380 GSM. I fold the towels as well. Uh, The, I do like edgeless for waterless wash, but as the edge ones for my general purpose, I find when they're folded, you have to keep them perfectly folded. If they start to get out of whack, that's when you can scratch the paint. So literally if it gets out of whack, like I'll sit there, I'll take it apart again, refold it, make sure it's perfectly folded um waterless wash i always love the cookie monster towel and i do a lot of mm-hmm. rinseless and waterless washing when i'm outside the shop so i love those towels and then i gotta have a huge i don't know it's like a three foot it's dual twisted loop drying towel absolutely love it use it all the time i can do like two or three cars with it without having to change it out um it works really well and Listen, i love I, when we started sprays, using
2: Yeah. When twist loop started. Yes. It, when it started coming out and we started carrying them. Yeah. I fell in love because I am that, I'm that old school motherfucker. Like we used to call Nick when Nick first started coming onto the episodes. Right. He was old school motherfucker. Right. I'm still that way for a long time up to what, about a year and a half ago or so, man, I still used one of those chamois like absorber a lot of times, like, I still used that for quite a bit until we had the twist weave start to come out. Right. We even sold, if y'all remember, we used to sell those in a little container. You could use them. You could put them as a, you know, a cooler. There was a lot of people starting to do in the summer. You could wrap them around yourself, right? They're, those were pretty popular for a little bit, but as twist weave drying towels became prevalent on the market, all those just went shoop gone like nobody buys them anymore completely vacated the market and you're right man twist weave twist lube drying towels are the way to go good call all right mr walters how do you do towels what sort of way you guys handle them what do you do
6: yeah we've we've always been color-coded uh because when you have a lot of trucks it's you you can't you you got to have the whole system so we have wheel towels we have paint towels. We have glass towels. Obviously everybody knows which one I use there. We have interior towels. Then we have coating system towels. So everything's coated. So from truck to truck or even in the shop, you know what to grab if you're told to grab, you know. uh, And matter of fact, our wheel towels are always white. And so in a weird way, you can kind of see that white that white dirty bag will kind of show if the work is being done. So there's a little hack for all of you, uh, because oh. if if somebody's white towels come back and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that, these don't look that dirty, uh, I know to go check some work. Uh, so for me, it's about a system um, that we really don't have an option. As you start to grow, I think the only thing I could share on microfiber towels is. You need to build a system that you can point people to. And and the easiest way to do that's color coded, right? People aren't going to know GSM or, you know, that kind of stuff. But my favorite towel is the Versatile, as Marty knows. I I use it for, uh, I actually use it during paint correction uh, because the density of it picks up polish incredibly well. And it doesn't clog up as easy as most towels. I use it as my final wipe during coating I use it on sensitive parts of interior. Uh, So when I'm working on cars, I would say I use the versatile the most.
2: Yeah. I like it. Inside the specialist group, Randy mentioned that some things that he'd learned or heard from people, you know, because, you know, I I guess there's a spray that creates beads, but also clogs towels. And, And he was curious about how to make sure to maintain towels and You know, people had told him, "Okay, it's causing this on your towels. Then you need to put it in a bucket and put in some cleaner and let it soak." And you know, there's a theory of the way people do maintenance on towels, and we've we've talked about this before. But let's go back around the room real quick to help educate, since Randy, you know, he was asking, and it's a great question. A lot of listeners want to know: is well, do I need to soak my towels? And we're we're gonna go, you know, do I need to soak them? For uh, uh, after coatings, or do I soak them after I just use this product? Right, because he said, "Why well, you slick now?" And now I don't have that problem. So he doesn't really seem to have to soak towels anymore. Curious about you guys, Nick Walters. You had your hand up for a second, yeah. so I guess you had something to add.
6: Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah I'll, I'll talk about how I care for them when we go around the room. I do think there's something interesting here that what we're finding is people are being told that ingredients that leave protection behind, clog your towels. And if you really think about something, anything that's in a spray bottle is usually water soluble. So what's clogging your towels is probably not what you think. It's not the good stuff clogging your towels. It's really poor, what you would call binding agents, uh, cheap ones that are damaging your towels. So if anybody kind of tells you, oh, you're using this spray sealant and the sealant is clogging your towels, Well, that sealant is water soluble. So what's actually clogging your towels is cheap ingredients. And when you use slick, you don't have the buildup because we kind of, when we developed that, we didn't use cheap ingredients. We didn't use all these binders everybody else uses. So I think it's a a myth that needs to be shot down. The sealant is not clogging up your towels. That's a water soluble thing. Uh, So it's water soluble. It's not going to clog up a towel. It's very interesting to read all the myths that, around that, but I'll let everybody, how they do it, and then I'll, I'll share mine.
2: Yeah, cool. Yeah, it is interesting how that has all started to transpire. So, Dustin, uh, I mean, I am i don't soak towels. I, I don't know if you do. I traditionally, the way I've always done it, I throw them all into a bag, and then when we get home or we get to wherever I was washing towels at that time, we separate them, we put the dirty ones here, the ones that are, and we don't wash them all the same. But I've never gotten into soaking because if I know they're a wheel towel and if I know I've got dirty towels, guess what? I've got a washing machine that has a soak cycle, right? I can pre-soak my towels in a washing machine, not a bucket in my shop. So I've always just done it that way. Dustin, what about you? And when I say washing towels, let's remind those of you that don't know, at one time I was washing towels for about eight dealerships, maybe it was seven, seven dealerships every week thousands of towels thousands and we never soaked them except in the washing machine and then we would wash them so uh we've washed a ton of towels as mr walters probably has too right like so all right dustin what about you what is your maintenance in a sense of the towels are you a soaker are you a washer what are you
1: yes i guess i'm gonna be the oddball here so uh for our ceramic coating towels uh they're always brand new um, so I have a bucket with some TRX in it. We throw them in there, uh, as we're going around the vehicle. So then immediately when we're done with the coating, we can take those towels, put them in the washer and then they can go on to be, you know, slick towels, uh, to use on the exterior and it, it saves them. So, and they're not all, you know, cause the coating will maybe not clog them, but they don't work as good if you yeah, don't yeah. soak them in my experience
2: so well, what about uh, like yeah. regular towels besides coating towels no
1: nah, we don't we don't soak them we don't have an issue um with anything like that uh with any of our other towels so all the other towels just get thrown in the hamper and and then washed
3: yeah dale i'm not super anal on my towels um i'll rinse them uh we've got a sink right there in the shop, and I'll every i don't care what i'm doing whether it's glass or coating or whatever i'll rinse them out i'll hang them up on the uh, rack let them dry Throw them in a cardboard box and i'll bring them home and i'll do about two loads of uh, towels a week works works all right
2: brandon from shawshank
0: yeah i i do everything with the washer i've been doing it for years i use um a dye-free soap i do two to three loads every sunday
2: Cool. No soaking beforehand. You just throw them in a hamper and then throw them in the wash. Just like you said,
0: I, I don't understand all the extra stuff. I've been washing them like that for a while with no issues.
2: Yeah, cool. Cooking with Nick.
5: I'll start with my uh my towel setup. Um on that question earlier. I think it might have skipped me on accident. Um I use three towels, three colors, yellow typical you know me the Kirkland um for interior and wheels um actually this goes out well with with um, my answer to the maintenance too um so yeah interior and wheels I'll do um the typical 80 80 20 like expendable type towels that are really cheap you can buy in bulk um that way I'm not I'm not worrying about you know spending too much money on on, on I'm not going to use like a crazy high fluff towel you know to scrub leather that doesn't it's not ergonomic at all for me um, or wasting them on wheels, but for washing those, um, I'm going to usually pre-rinse those longer and do an extra rinse. Um, I you know, use a microfiber detergent with my regular washing machine. I'll put that on pre-soak, um, warm water on it, um, pre-soak, heavy-duty cycle, warm, not hot, um, extra rinse, and then tumble dry on on the lowest setting my dryer goes. Um, for exterior, I've got two um, two different towels. I use a terry weave blue towel, 16 by 16, for roughly 350-ish DSM for uh, compound polish removal and um, wiping up uh, clay lube. I also use dry, uh, sometimes a, the drying towel for that. Um, and for final wipe, like wax removal or um, coating removal, I'll use a I don't know the exact name of, of the weave, but it's it's a fluffier pile. Also that 70-30 blend, 16 by 16, folded, kind of f- fluffy.
2: Yeah. What do you call it? Well,
5: like how the do you Monster.
2: Yeah. How do you like oh, it Oh, I know you're talking
5: about. Um, for, well, for coatings, it's okay. I think I'm going to change up my towel on that and move to something thinner. Um, but for final wipe removal, um, like if I'm doing our last touch spray or something like that, um, or wax removal, I think it's, it's all right. Um, I might change up on that, though, because I want a little bit more grab to it and they kind of like moving your hand a lot and that's kind of eh. but
2: that's what get, i got right now i've got to get some versatiles man get some versatiles i, I love, really think you'll be happy with it that plushness the way it feels you'll really enjoy it you really i'll will. get a bunch
5: of those um i pre-soak those really really the same process as the other rag pre-soak heavy duty cycle um but those i'll do on cold um so they last a little longer i'm not i want to preserve those longer they're more expensive and they're nicer towels um
2: that, that is an interesting theory. An I, I mean, is that true? I, I've never gone cold because I always like to go hot so that I make sure to get everything out, right? Any stains, any soils, anything like that. I wanted the towels clean. I never associated the hot water as something that would deteriorate the microfiber. I always associated that as the, the, the drying cycle. But you found a correlation between hot and cold water as deteriorating the microfiber?
5: Well, yeah, if it gets over 140 degrees, it's going to melt the polyamide in the, in the, in the towel. Um, and if you have a 70-30 towel, that's 30% of your towel. Um, it, it can help if if you go through a lot of towels and, and that's part of your budget to expense out a lot of towels. It's probably not as big of a deal for you. Um, I'm cheap as hell and I don't need a lot of towels. So no. um, I like to keep mine as long as I can. And I've still got your towels running from 2018.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I said, it here. wasn't about and you here. did something wrong. I'm just saying I've never heard of that. I just, yeah, I always associated it with the dryer, not so much the the, the temperature yeah. of the water. Yeah, it's it's ninety percent the dryer,
5: totally. Um, yeah, I'm just anal about it because I can be, and I,
2: I've never know, tried sure it like back that, that back, stuff,
5: don't you? But
6: yeah. <laughs> me and oh, wow. uh, you know your your home water heater m- won't usually get to that temperature. So, oh, okay, that's good enough. Um, you know uh, that would that would basically like scald your family so yeah <laughs> uh, but he, here's exactly how I'm Mike Nick. I, I don't do anything on hot but I do everything on warm um, yeah I'll
1: do like warmer you warm you know
6: it, it's a safety thing. I don't I don't want to risk it. Warm water is good enough. Uh, all of our coating towels after one use get thrown away. I, I don't degrade them we just put it into the price uh, at this point. Uh, but we do everything color-coded again. Nothing ever gets mixed with another towel. Uh, so from wheel to, to glass to interior to paint, you know, those things stay with like towels. Hot water, I do a cup of distilled white vinegar in every load, as well as I actually use less detergent because sometimes what happens, you know, you don't notice it, but your, your, your washer starts to get you know, uh, you know, a little older, it's harder to get detergent out sometimes in a microfiber. And so I just use a little bit of detergent and a a lot of, uh, distilled white vinegar. And, uh, that's what I kind of do. And and then always done on low heat. I haven't find, I've never found that, you know, a lot of guys talk about hanging towels up. I'm not sure in my case, how that would even be, you know, feasible with as many towels as we do. And also I think it, the dryer, you know, helps fluff it up. If you use it on a low setting, um, you know, it, it kind of revitalizes it and you pick them up and you go, okay, everything's good. But we, we can run towels with our system, you know, and as much use as they get, I mean, we can run them for a few years. I mean, we, we take it seriously, you know, no towels really, you know, sit for weeks at a time. We at least do one to two loads per truck, every, or one to two of everything, at least once to t- one or twice once or twice a week depending on how busy they were that week but I've never I've never risked it with coating towels I guess I could soak them but you know when you start doing it at scale it's just better to say these are the ones we used you know toss them out so uh that's that's kind of what I've done but but I've really kind of leaned heavily on on white vinegar more than I have detergent
2: that is the next part you know we won't go into it tonight but there is always a, I wouldn't want to say a divide, but maybe it is like a divide between people of, do I reuse towels after I coat with them or do they get trashed, right? Like there are two different types of people when it comes to that. There's there's really not a third, you know, it's, it's generally people that either dump the towels right after they're done with them or they throw them in and uh, get them reused and put them someplace else into the the detail process like mr stanley was talking about all right uh derek i think it's time time for that tab out question of the night
4: <clears throat> all right guys so this one um uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because there's a lot of rules in detailing you know but what i want to know tonight is what is, what is an example of an
3: unwritten rule in detailing
2: Hmm. well you got an example
3: um for me it's gonna be i mean
4: i think unfortunately i was gonna take what nick just said where it's like after you're done with your coding towels you're you're supposed to throw them in or, or or into like a apc to like reuse them or you're not supposed to reuse them it's like oh don't do that um For me, it's like you know, I'll just toss them usually after, especially nowadays. Like I'll do a couple cards, just toss them away. But like, we had a guy come to the store, and I told him that, and he was like, "Oh, you don't like he thought you had you couldn't reuse them like at all." And I was like, "We can kind of get away with it sometimes, so but it depends."
2: All right, mine is also in this. I guess we hopefully we don't all answer towels, but mine was actually also about towels too. When you sit that over, I was like, hmm, unwritten rule. Here's the unwritten rule that I think most people would say, unwritten rule. If you drop a towel on the ground, you got to get rid of it. <laughs> I'm calling BS. I'm saying the unwritten rule is because I know I've seen so many people, and I will not be the one that, that says that I'm not the guy that's never done it. Because if you say that you've never dropped a towel on the ground, but then looked at it, and checked it and checked the ground and you didn't go back and wipe down a tire or a door jam or scrub a, a floorboard or scrub a carpet with that towel. I'm saying that that's the unwritten rule of BS. I know people that definitely dropped towels on the ground and use them. So, all right, that's my unwritten rule. Mr. Stanley, what's up with quick What's your unwritten rule?
1: All right, let's piss some people off with this one. <laughs> Um, I he's probably got what I'm about to say. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know I'm about afraid
4: that. now.
1: I I am going against the people that say you can't use a brush on paint. <sighs> deep Man, breath, a... everybody. Deep breath.
2: That is a deep breath. Deep that breath. is a deep breath.
3: Does and your brush also that... have a pole What the hell, yeah you see what we're doing over here? Do you see what comes in over here? Buddy, some of the
1: 90% of the vehicles that come into my shop have been beaten across freaking right-of-ways through brush and everything else. I promise you that boar's hair truck brush, nice and soft, ain't going to hurt that thing none. It's done been through the automatic (laughs) car wash 15,000 times in its last 100,000 miles. It, it, that boar's hair brush ain't going to hurt that giant truck, okay? There, I've laid it out. Now everybody can scold me. It's a hack detailer. Now, if we get some nice, if we got some nice paint, yeah, I'm going to use a handmade. <laughs> but, but that massive <laughs> F-250 that's been covered in mud and then ran through the automatic car wash, and had brushed down the side of it because Billy Bob just got done hunting last week. Uh-uh. It, it's getting a boar's hair brushed, and it's going to be okay.
2: <laughs> it's like simmer down now, simmer down, simmer down simmer down. Now. Simma down. Simma down. Simma down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale,
3: what's your unwritten rule? Oh, my biggest thing is not talking shit about other detailers. Hmm. In the body shop world, one body shop would always run the other guy down. Oh, you don't want to go here. You don't want to go there. And we're fairly lucky right here. I know a fair amount of the detailers. And we have a good bunch of crew around here. It's it's there. There really isn't a bad detailer for the most part. But if I knew of one and somebody said, yeah, Joe over here does my car usually. And if Joe did a good job, great, I would say that. If I knew Joe didn't do that good of a job, I would just not say anything. You know, if they okay. want, I, I don't, I don't, I don't play that stupid game.
2: Never end. Makes Same sense, right? Down. Makes sense. It's probably wise, wise words, right? If Dale ain't doing it, you probably shouldn't need to either. I like it. I like Marty,
6: it. you know my response. Never heard of him. <laughs> I mean... Oh yeah, I got my car detailed at such and such. I'm like, yeah, man, don't know him. I never heard of him. Yeah, just just get yourself out of the conversation. I love that advice.
2: Yeah, good one.
0: Shawshank. I would say uh a ceramic spray is not a ceramic coating. I deal with that a lot around <laughs> here.
6: Oh like my a lot God. more
0: than you would think. It's pretty other detailers are putting on ceramic sprays and calling it ceramic coatings. It's it's pretty rough god I thought, it was, t- <laughs> I thought it was just me 600 dollars slick charge i'm telling you i thought it was
4: just me there's a guy near me that's doing it and i just i told my like, brother you're gonna get caught you gotta be
3: careful
2: all right that would be a pretty good unwritten rule all right cooking with nick what does the uh the menu look like what's the food is it you, you got the sushi done I'm i've never heard of so good I- sushi in tennessee but you know i guess you gotta have it
5: you see the knife, Marnie? You see. You see- <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my God.
5: <laughs> um, I'm just now starting assembly of it all. I've got all the ingredients prepped. Um, I'm about to start literally rolling it. Um, I've just got the shrimp to cut. Um, so check right. back on that later. It's After underscore grooms
2: because we won't have later. So it's underscore grooms, or you always tag us, and so it'll be in our story for 24 hours. So you bet. love it. <laughs>
5: Unwritten rule, um, God, I'm trying to think here, because it's gonna
2: have to be work related. Um, yeah, it's gotta be about Tesla, doesn't it? An unwritten yeah. rule about Tesla, you know? Maybe it's that if your bumper gets knocked off, it's gonna take you months and months to get another one. Let's hope not, hey, Dale. Mark. Right? Let's hope not, Dale. No. <laughs> Nick, Nick, with a knife, jeez. <laughs>
5: hey Marty, you see this knife? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus,
2: man. Um don't well, we come back to you? You want to come back? Yeah, come back to me. We'll come back. Let's heard go heard to Mr. Walters.
6: I'll do uh, an unwritten rule that I think kind of took, I don't know, it kind of happened and people are on one side or the other, is when people polish paint and they're being told to, you have to leave the pad on there because you, you'll create a swirl by taking it off while the thing's moving. Uh, FYI, take your polisher off the car as it's moving. You'll get a better finish, I promise. But that is uh, something that's being taught widely is, you know, let it stop on the panel Wait. as it's shim- shimming around. And by the way, from reputable people, this isn't uh quote unquote, a hack training, but uh, I promise you, you'll get a better finish if you kind of, you know, flow with the machine off the car. So that'd be my own i Nick, I'm, I'm happy you said that because we're at the,
4: i did a training and when i'm when I'm done, I just naturally just take my polisher off the panel and I set it down and it just continues rotating. And somebody said, "Oh, aren't you supposed to leave it on the panel to let it slow down completely and then take it off the panel?" And I was like, I mean, I guess you could if you really wanted to, but like, what's what's it hurting if I just pull it off and just set it down and let it just finish rotating the guy had nothing to say? So, so, and then I'm so
6: like- Dale, Dale and, and Marty and those of us that started with a rotary, that's where it comes from. When you used to take a rotary off still spinning really hard and people didn't know how to cycle their, their compound or polish, what would happen is they'd lift it up and it would go everywhere <laughs> And it was solvent-based only back then. So you'd get stained trim or you'd have to fight the trim. You you get the, there you go. You get the white belt. The white um, belt. You know, so there was a place for it.
2: Okay. So when I did that, the way I got it was if, if I turned on and if I had too much on my pad or the bonnet, right, it used to be a wool bonnet heavily. If I had too much product when I started was when I would fling it all over me. I never, this is why you guys talk about this. I'm going, I, I'm very confused. I never even remember. I think when we did rotary, I would, I would let it slow down a little bit, but I never just let it completely stop on the panel. I've never yeah, done that
6: because if, you, because if you worked it, if you actually worked the product properly, you didn't have to worry about that, but I'm telling you where it came into the training ah, world okay. was they yeah. watched a bunch of people cover the body shop or cover the detail <laughs> shop and <in the> fling <laughs> I mean, Marty, it's kind of telling you weren't picking up your bead of product. So, I mean, you know, you were putting it on your pad, but that, you know, that's okay. Those of us that were good with the the rotary, we put it on the panel and then picked it up. And I know Dale knows what I'm talking about. Marty, we'll we'll get that to Tulsa next week. We'll let you know.
2: The beads were there because I would put my beads as I went around. But when I would start, right, that very first, no, I never did a bead on the... I, you're right. I always, when I started, I've always put it onto the pad and then tried to do that rub around. But most of the time, when you do that rub around, yeah, you'd still get some that would sling all over the place. Yeah, we'll
6: we'll bring that to Tulsa next week. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely need to.
2: Definitely need <laughs> but, to. But yeah, anyway,
6: yeah, to. I think I think some of the polisher stuff has been pretty interesting to watch. You know, a guy Derek study he has a guy. He's like, oh, well, he got that from somewhere, right? That guy that Derek is referencing, saw it somewhere. He didn't just pick that up out of thin air. And, and a lot of times what can happen is if you got spent oxidation or something on there and you're leaving it and it's slowing down on the panel, what you'll see in that spot is a little bit of what they would call a minor pigtail or something that kind of resembles a hologram. And what they don't realize, I think, and I see it with my guys sometimes is, slowing down and now you got more and more friction because you're kind of moving with it. And what you'll happen is it'll kind of mar that last little bit of surface. So yeah, that, that would be my, my unwritten rule that for whatever reason has gotten popularity and I would say, go the other way on it.
2: Good one. Good one.
5: I like it.
2: Okay. We'll get to you in a second. Shawshank.
5: Okay, No worries.
0: Um, That just brought up a great thing to, here, nick one of the first conversations i had with nick uh, about a year and a half ago we were talking about polishers and the new da's um owning and working paint with a da polisher rupes max shine whatever it may be does not make you the most skilled paint <laughs> paint correction specialist in the area um me and nick had a long conversation about that how everyone holds themselves up to this huge pedestal but all they've used is a dual action polisher and i could teach my nine-year-old son to do it so uh i that always shocks me that should be an unwritten rule
2: <laughs> unwritten rule would be if you don't know how to rotary then don't flex yes <laughs> all right good one good one cooking with nick did you figure one out
5: totally um it's actually not totally tesla related really at all um because i have a hard time explaining it to my guys or at least getting them to adhere to it but in my personal detail i'm ridiculously anal about this um i'm a firm believer that you should blow out your pad after every single pass Mm. after every not not just but after every cycle on it, especially if you're cutting, because what I don't want to do is mix my diminished abrasives that have already been cycled out and cut down with and all and all that spent up clear coat, and then just put more fresh on top of it and go again to another panel. but I've got inconsistent abrasives on the pad in the pad, scrubbing that all into the paint, and if you're doing that with something like Perfect Finish, that goes from a medium to a super fine polish you could fuck some shit up you dude, might we're gonna get to into a whole can of worms oh, right man. here i, I, I already I'll know miss.
2: you got so many people I'll starting miss. to move okay. their heads oh, touch oh, themselves no. like oh, dude, Lord. you just opened up a little bit of a can for a couple was, guys next all next right uh, let's start with <laughs> dustin because i know he started trying to think through this dustin man what went through your head I'm glad Nick's not on my payroll. Oh, Eat say. my ball. Oh, no, no.
1: Honestly, We'll leave it at that.
2: Leave it at that. All right, Mr. Walters, are you going to leave it at that?
1: Uh,
6: I'll, I'll make a – there's a problem with blowing out pads. I, I've kind of referenced this before. The debris that gets in the air then gets on the paint, and so yeah. here you were worried about – contamination and your contamination situation is actually worse, unless you have a downdraft system, which Dale's very familiar with, I'm sure. uh, There's, it's going to get all over the place and then it's going to land on your car. And now instead of it kind of being subsurface on your pad, it's all over the place. When you get into heavy restoration work, and this is why, this is what I do. And, And if it helps somebody or they think it's crazy, however many panels are on the car, that's how many pads we use. So it's one okay. pad per pa- one pad per panel and be done with it. But once you start blowing out pads, you're getting into a really risky contamination situation that people think they're doing a wonderful thing. And what I find is your car ends up a little more contaminated and you could you could introduce a lot more headache. So is, my is also, my way of handling it is one pad per panel.
2: Is there also a theory that you you begin to erode your pad away a little too quick?
6: Well yeah, if you stay on the one yeah. pad per one pad per panel, then you never it, you never really break down your pad. And yeah. so yeah, you're going to end up with more pads in your company, but those pads are going to last for an, an extended period of time because you're not overheating the backing, you're not, you know, breaking down the foam or the wool or whatever you're doing. Uh this was used to be a really big thing when you had to use the spur on wool. You can go to any body shop and see this yourself and there's just a white film all over everything. And then people go, well, body shops can't really finish paint. And it's like, well, have you looked around dust everywhere? I mean, and so there's the blowing out conundrum. Uh, I don't think it's the worst thing, but I just kind of handle it differently. I just don't let pads get that contaminated.
5: Usually whenever I'm like on the paint, um, I will, if it gets really bad, I'll, you know, I'll wipe that panel with like some water or something and a fluffy towel before I polish it. And I'll go to the next panel. Um, but of course, if I'm in a, con- a confined space, you know, I'll, I'll adjust the process accordingly to deal with the dust. Um, but at the shop, um, the air compressor with the hose is on the total other side of the space where I'm polishing. So the dust is a non-issue. It's really blowing outside. Um, cool. gosh. So um, I've not had to deal with it personally too much, but I'm 100% I 100% hear you. Yeah, it's
2: huge. not like you're wrong, Nick. Not like you're wrong. Don't don't miss. No, I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It yeah. um Does anybody here have a uh, late country system four thousand pad washer? No, I've never. That's interesting. I've never gotten into pad washing either. Ever? Me neither.
3: I
5: haven't either. I'll just switch pads. Yeah. Me too.
3: Running around that thing there, and that pad is brand new again. If, if you don't have a system four thousand pad washer, you can buy one.
2: Is that the like the bucket system with like the little grate thing on top that you push down and you turn it on and it cleans it in the water and the it's got some plastic that's rubbing against it to help it break down to
3: seconds? You've got a a clean, dry pan. I talked to Bob Eichelberg from uh, Lake Country at the conference last year. Bob's my best friend. What's that? I said, Bob's my best friend just bought a floor model um, Allison to replace my, my worn out one at the uh, MTE uh, from Bob. But uh, good morning. I told him how much I like that and told him that mine was going bad. And he says, well, we're not taking this one back. So I I saved good money there. But the details conference last year, I asked him about that versus blowing out the pad. And he was telling me, and it makes sense if you think about it, um, putting that air into the foam on a pad can degrade the cell structure of the pads and, and decreases how well it works
2: yeah that's what i was trying to say earlier right like i've heard that theory too when you're you're blowing a pad too much you will degrade the pad and you'll you'll burn it down too fast you'll degrade yeah. it too fast I
3: some more of that compound further into that pad because if you take it off and blow from the backside out would be the way to
2: do it but there's no way to do that yeah there's no way of doing that yeah cool well that was a great little, uh, rabbit to chase or squirrel or whatever. Nicely done. Good job. All right. Did we get to everybody? I think so. think so. Great guys. Had a great community pub with y'all. Derek, man. Great question. As always, it created some nice little dialogue. We got to jump into some different processes and talk through some different things. So, all right, Dustin, thanks brother. We look forward to seeing more of your work as you put it out on the specialist group and, and all the commenting and, uh, Uh, you know, communication you did there, man. It's awesome. Thanks so much. Dale, your wisdom's always great, brother. Thanks so much for everything you teach us and everything uh, from what you've done. And we really do appreciate it. Cooking with Nick. It's underscore grooms. I can go check out your sushi. You keep rolling. And uh, Brandon from Shawshank second week in a row back in the saddle. It's great to see you as always. And Mr. Walters, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. So uh, guys have a great night. Thanks for being on the community pub and having a beer with me. I appreciate it. See you
3: guys. (laughs) I wonder what
2: your process is, right? We, we just started talking through a lot of different people's processes. It's a lot of fun. What do you do with your towels? How do you, how do you handle things? What do you do? What is your process? Right, as, as we had communication back and forth, and that's the purpose of discussion, right? Nobody was wrong, which is why I made that moment for cooking with Nick. Go, Nick, man, you're not wrong. This is just your process, right? Somebody's process isn't necessarily wrong for them, right? There's, there's all these different theories, and everything, but if it's something you like, you enjoy doing, your customer does it, great. Everybody's happy. Go for it. What is yours? I'm asking you, the listener. So go to Hybrid Clean Specialist Facebook group, interact, let us know, right? Take a picture of a towel. What is it you like? What towels do you like? What's your process for maintaining? Interesting conversation. Hey, this is Marshall, and I hope you make it a great day.